Welcome to the second episode of the Defects Podcast. Um, this is Tom. Glad to have you with us. Today we're going to focus our attention on uh, Miss Georgia, Victoria Hill, who, as part of her platform, is really focusing on the needs both of children and youth in foster care and of the foster care system itself. And so we'll also have the opportunity to talk a little bit about the needs of older youth in foster care, about those who are in extended foster care between the ages of 18 and 21, and of organizations that are helping support foster care, not by uh, necessarily recruiting foster parents, but by surrounding foster parents with the support and care that they need to keep doing that very valuable job. Let's get started, shall we? Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm here with Victoria Hill, uh, who has a, another title, um, but we'll get into that in a moment. Victoria, um, I think you're a student at Reinhardt. I am. I withdrew for the year, but I'm a senior at Reinhardt University studying vocal performance. And you're up, that's up in Waleska, up in uh, Cherokee County, right? It sure is, yes. Okay, great. It's a nice little place. In My, the mountains. Yes, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> up there in the mountains. Um, and of course, uh, you're I think one of the most interesting things about you is that you're uh, majoring in vocal performance and I think you hope to be an opera singer one that, day. Yes, that is the dream. That is my yeah, dream. That's great. Of course we're not here for that today. Exactly. I was and we're not here to hear sing. you sing opera. Um, I think I could sing opera, but you wouldn't want to hear I it. would love that, actually. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're here because you are Miss Georgia this year. Yes, I sure And um, we're going to get into a little bit more about uh, your platform is Miss Georgia, but um, I understand you kind of had a bit of an interest. You know, you're not. I know there are people who grow up, you know, doing pageants and that kind of thing. But I think you sort of fell into this, didn't you? <laughs> the story is actually really hilarious because I I'm the oldest of five in a single income family, and so you know my whole life I've tried to be very frugal. I've saved up money and I purchased my first car and my first phone and. I'm paying for my education and mm -hmm. so a little bit over two years ago I was at singing for a fundraiser for cancer research mm -hmm. when a group of ladies approached me and told me I should compete for Miss Cobb and you know I thanked them and I got in the car with my mom and I said absolutely not no, no. I was like there's no way this girl is gonna you know like that's so outside of my comfort zone and not really anything I ever you know was interested in getting involved in well fast forward a few weeks and these ladies emailed me and told me the talent winner would win four hundred dollars so I thought it'd be foolish of me to not try to you know to try yeah, to win free that. money yeah absolutely I mean the scholarships are so important to me paying for my own education yeah. well the night of the competition I won talent Miss Congeniality and Miss Cobb and with that over eleven thousand dollars it's crazy it's so incredible <laughs> and my yes yeah, so my life changed and I was introduced to the Miss America organization with which I've earned over forty thousand dollars in scholarships so my education is paid for and I've been given a platform and a microphone and a podium to be able to speak on topics that I'm passionate about so we want to talk to you a little bit about your platform exactly today. and um, you're here today not only is Miss Georgia but um, you're here to, because I think, I understand that on December 11th, you're headed up to Connecticut to participate in the Miss America pageant. 
and they are going to interview you on live TV, I guess, perhaps. Right, we, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, yes, about, yes. about your platform, which is to flip the script on foster care. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were very pleased to have you up here today um, to really meet with some of our experts to talk more about our foster care system, uh, to make sure that you're prepared to, to really, you know, uh, to do a great, the best job you can talking about this. But tell me a little bit about how you got interested in the issue of foster care. Absolutely. Two of my uncles were adopted okay. out of the foster care system. And, you know, I cannot imagine my life without them. Right. And I, I'm, you know, I've always been about community service. I love serving in my local community and my international community and just service has always been so important to me and I intern currently at the North Georgia Angel House which is a group home for girls in foster care ages 12 to 21 from across the state of Georgia. That's great. That's yes great. and I've been working with them long before I was involved in the Miss America organization. So, so this has just come naturally. It's like, it's like an outgrowth of the work, the, the service work you're already yes, doing. Yes absolutely but it's been it's I've been given a, not a magnifier, uh, what is the, what's the... Oh, a, a, like a bullhorn. Yes, like, exactly, yeah, so exactly. I've yeah. been able to reach so many more people and been given such a tool of a platform to be able to speak to individuals and organizations, and it's, it's been able to create so much more of an impact than I could have done by myself, so I'm yeah. so thankful. You know, given your past work and all, I know that, uh, send the, I guess the few months that you and I have known each other, I've really had a great opportunity to, to see you and of course, I've been following you on Facebook. Oh, I'm, um, I'm humbled. <laughs> but to see you go around, I know you've been going around the state and you've been meeting with organizations to talk about foster care and um, to, to see how they can become involved. What's been your message to businesses and civic groups and others that you have met with in the last few months? Absolutely. So the most important thing is raising awareness and educating the public and making sure they're informed on the issues because when people are aware of the problem, people will step up to meet those needs. But speaking on businesses and organizations, there's so many outlets and ways that people can get plugged in. I have gotten the help of Finley Roofing has redone the roof on the North Georgia Angel House. Randall Lowe Plumbing has come on board and helped us with all of our plumbing needs. Pikes Nurseries is remodeling our back porch. So businesses and organizations can play a huge role in serving children in foster care. It's not just a matter of, just of like being a foster parent or uh, perhaps giving gifts to foster children at Christmas. There are lots of other things that folks can do, right? Absolutely. Like you mentioned the, um, you know, working at the North Georgia Angel House. Um, I know those those young ladies are um, certainly, I think there's been a lot of help that you've organized for them. Tell me some of the work you've been doing with them, what you've learned from that. Yes, well, I've realized at this point in my life, you know, I'm 21 years old, my education is paid for, and thankfully because of my mentors and my faith and my family, I'm being set and guided on a good path. But I realize that that's not anything that I've done. That's people investing in me. And seeing that in my own life has led me to realize that these young adults don't have that resource and that opportunity. So that's why I've started a mentorship program at the North Georgia Angel House called WINGS, which stands for Women in Need Growing Stronger, where I've gotten the help of female leaders and role models in my community to mentor these young women one-on-one -on -one to create that relationship for life. That's great. And, you know, we, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about the fact that, you know, traditionally, foster care ended at 18, and if you didn't have a permanent home or if you hadn't returned to your family at 18, right. then you know you were kind of out there. Right. And we have of course really, I think we have a better understanding now that 
just in the same way your you know your mama's here with you you got support you're 21 but you still need support Absolutely. for adults yes yes and so we continue to offer foster care or really sort of uh, voluntary foster care opportunities mm -hmm. um, these young people can continue to go to school mm -hmm. uh, can get a job can have a place to stay can have freedom right. while at the same time you know having that support that that young people need Absolutely. Um, and I think one of the things that you and I have done recently is uh, work with uh, I think you and I attended recently a gala mm -hmm. that was put on one of by one of my favorite ministries which is uh, uh, Connections Homes. Tell us a little bit about your work with them. Yes, well Pam Parrish who runs Connections Homes, she's a dear friend of mine and yours as well yeah. and she's just an amazing woman who is connecting families to mentor young adults in high-risk situations whether that's foster care or homelessness or young teen pregnancies, you know hard situations mm -hmm. to serve and come alongside young adults when nobody's there to support them. Yeah, I think you know in my mind what every young person needs you know until they're probably in their 20s even mm -hmm. is to have an an outside adult mentor not a you know not a relative you know not right. a parent because right. although we a lot of times we don't want to listen to our own family members well especially if you're in in a system that's failed you or if you're you know i'm i'm very blessed to have wonderful parents and one and wonderful family but not everybody has that yeah so that's why it's important when others fail you in your life to reach out and have a resource of support and connections through reliable individuals who are willing to pour out their heart and soul to yeah. serve and i think that's one of the good things about you know I think foster care is one of those things we, we wish it, wish we didn't have to have. Yeah, of course. But I think the, the good thing about it is that when a child or an, a young a young person or even up to a young adult now, when they don't have a, another, you know, a solid, reliable family member or parent to care for them, we can provide that guidance and that support and help they need. Mm -hmm. When you Victoria, when you go around and talk to businesses and organizations about, you know, foster care, do you, what do you tell them? What do you tell them they can be doing to, to help our system? Right. Well, right now the most important thing is in Georgia we have over 13,000 kids in the system and only about 5,000 homes certified to foster. So the most important message I have is please foster. You know, and we're looking for atypical people. We're looking for people in their 40s and above to foster teenagers. Right. We're looking for people to open their homes and be willing to have their heart broken in order to serve children. Right. So that's the most important message. But if you're not able to foster, there are so many outlets and ways that people can get plugged in. They can volunteer their time and become a CASA, which is a court-appointed special advocate. They can serve and work at DFACS. They can, there's so many ways people can get plugged in. Teenagers and children can get plugged into serving children in foster care. Yeah, I think you were telling me, um, we were talking earlier about uh, like a group of young Kiwanians yes. who, had, who had like redone a room. Some yeah, some of my the, friends in their key club. Yeah, that key club, that's yes, right, yeah. absolutely. So. And some girls in middle school with their Girl Scout troop were able to come together and create gift boxes for my girls at the North Georgia Angel House. And so these are, their project, project was called Girl to Girl. And they're the girls the same exact age as these young women. And I think that's the most important thing in our culture to realize is that these children are not troubled kids or troublemaker kids. They are just children. They are children's friends. They're children in our neighborhoods and in our backyards. They're just like any other kids. Exactly. And they're 
they're just like everybody else, but they need that support. They Absolutely. need that extra help. Yes. It's just been great having you here today. Um, do you have a message, like, if let's just kind of put you on the spot. Yes. So let's say that we're up in Connecticut and I'm sitting there interviewing you mm -hmm. to be the potential next Miss America, and I ask you about, tell me about your platform, Miss Georgia. Yes. What are you going to say? Well. I need to be Miss America because right now in our country we're facing a, a crisis and it's really a silent issue that needs to be brought to the public eye. We have over 500,000 kids in our country in foster care and their needs need to be met and we need to have families step up to foster them so they're not waiting in a system constantly getting older and fearing that they're never going to be adopted or find a forever home. We need to raise this awareness and create more families to come and foster these young adults. We need to engage businesses and organizations to work and find a role in serving these children and of course supporting young adults as they're aging out of the program because usually when children age out, when young adults age out of the foster care system, they have children who are then having to be placed back into foster care. So the cycle continues and is growing and so we have to stop it and we have to fix this issue. And within the past four months, I have personally raised over $125,000 on my own through concerts that I've given that go right back into serving children in foster care. Wow, that is incredible. Let's, let's give her a round of applause <laughs> for that. Thank and you. I think the great thing is, Victoria, is that if you become Miss America, you'll get to take this message of hope, this message about what our foster children and our foster parents need all across the country. Isn't that great? Absolutely. That is absolutely wonderful. It's something that needs to happen though. We, we need to have a national figure and somebody bringing awareness to this huge need. Absolutely. And uh, I want to remind folks out there that um, just as Victoria has been going around this state um, doing her part, that you can do your part too in terms of foster care. You don't have to become a foster parent. We have organizations all around the state, many of them based in churches, mm -hmm. that will uh, have a date night for foster parents so that they kind of get all the foster children together and then they allow the foster parents to have a break. They'll do laundry or prepare a meal for a foster Absolutely. family. Throw a birthday party. Throw a birthday party. Yes. Um, have a foster parent support group because mm -hmm. fostering can be very stressful. And I really just want to thank you very much for all the work that you're doing in terms of raising awareness of these issues, especially as it relates to the needs of these young people mm -hmm. and how we can, we can help them, those who have uh, gone through a situation where they don't have a solid, reliable adult in their lives. Right. We can help them to become the people that God intended them to be. Absolutely. And you don't have to be a foster parent to do it. Right. We certainly welcome those and we certainly need foster parents, but you can raise a little money, you can prepare a meal, mm -hmm. you can thank a foster parent. And the last thing I want to tell you is that, um, you know, Victoria, we have in this agency, golly, uh, about half of our 8,000 employees work in child welfare. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I think makes their job or better is when they see someone like you, young, smart, charming, talented, out there saying good things right. about the work that they are doing mm. and really highlighting their value to the children and families we serve. So again, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to take you around and introduce you to lots of people today. 
Um, but more than that, we're all looking forward to watching you become the next Miss America. Oh, well, thank you. It was such an honor to be able to speak with you today. Thank you. Following up on my conversation with Victoria, I spent a little bit of time talking with Carmen Calloway, who leads the unit here at DFACS that um, really is responsible for ensuring the well-being of our children and youth in foster care and making sure they get the services they need. And we talked a little bit about what services youth, especially in foster care, need to be successful. So really, truly, is that connection to someone throughout their life? Yeah, you know, um, Carmen, I was uh, I spoke at the one of these apple seeds events last night, and in kind of preparation for that, they wanted to talk about they wanted me to come talk about the needs, sort of the educational needs of youth and mm -hmm. children in foster care, and mm -hmm. kind of along those same lines, I had an interesting conversation with Heather Rolls over at the Multi Agency Alliance for mm -hmm. Children, a they good friend and partner. Yeah, they're a great partner with us, and they've done a lot of work in the last year with us on increasing educational attainment for children and youth in foster care, mm -hmm. making sure they graduate from high school and mm -hmm. such. And she said, sorry, but something very interesting and very similar to what you're saying. She said mm -hmm. that they got the best outcomes when they could ensure that a young person remained in a stable mm -hmm. foster home and that they actually could keep the, the young person in a stable foster home if they could make sure that young person was involved in extracurricular activities, activities at school. Absolutely. And I think what that really gets down to is that youth and adolescents and teens, and really all of us, of course, we do need that sense of that this is where we, we belong, these are our people, this is our tribe, these are the things I do. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can, can provide that for, people, for young people in foster care, the better result we will have. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the, you know, Victoria and her role as Miss Georgia and hopefully as Miss America is talking about you know what she can tell businesses and individuals and churches and nonprofits that youth who are older youth in foster care and those who are aging out tell them you know so what what can these organizations do for these young people you got any suggestions as to advice you could give her as to what as to how people can help out Absolutely. I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give is actually see our young people as young people. Oftentimes when you have someone that does not have connection, um, particularly our youth in foster care, they're just looked at as foster kids. Mm -hmm. They're not looked at as a person that needs love, that needs care, that needs attention, that needs support, mentorship, opportunity. See them as a young person. The same guidance you would give to a young person in your church um, that comes through your neighborhood. Give that same support and understanding and guidance to a young person who is in care. Uh, we have the opportunity in our section to provide youth employment opportunities and partner with businesses to support young people. And one of the biggest messages that we give to all of our employers is have respect for our young people, but be there for them. And know that they are teenagers 
and they are young and so they're going to need the grace that you give to your other employees they'll need it and they'll also need the support as they go through transitions just like any other teenager but see them as young people and see them as young people who are growing and and as, as much guidance and support that you can give they will they will take it and they will listen and of course there'll be times where they may still do their own thing but teenagers do that young adults do that because they're still trying to figure out life so see them as young people the second message that i would give that i think probably is the most important thing is and i think we don't talk about it a lot but it's really having empathy when working with youth in care. I think a lot of times we can be in our own positions, whether we are successful politically or successful in the corporate realm or even successful in our homes, we sometimes forget that there were times where we needed grace and space and we needed support and we needed somebody to forgive us and we would not be where we were or are right now if it was not for somebody giving that to us. And so give that to a young person who's in care. Give that to somebody who you meet on the street who you don't know, but may seem like they're having a tough time. A lot of times all they need to know is that somebody cares. And if they are somebody that comes into your business, even more so be open to give that to them because the same opportunity that was given to you that helped you thrive, that's just the same opportunity that they need as well. Grace and space, I like that. finish up this morning, I spoke with a representative of one of the organizations that is helping us to not only increase our foster care capacity, but also to um, help folks understand the needs of both foster parents and the fostering community. Well, I'm here this morning with Ty Bryant from an organization called Promise 686, which I believe is based upon Psalm 68.6. Is that right? That's correct. And what, is that, what did that psalm say? Remind me. Psalm 68.6 says, God sets the lonely in families. Ah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Victoria Hill, who we both know, Miss mm -hmm. Georgia, was in here yesterday, and we were talking about her um, platform for both for Miss Georgia year, but also hopefully for her, for her Miss America year, uh, is sort of flipping the script on foster care. And Tashi and I talked about the fact that, you know, while we certainly need more foster families, there are many other ways that you can serve both children in foster care and the fostering community. And I think your organization does a lot of that sort of holistic work. Can you tell us a little bit about what y'all are doing? glad to we actually believe that churches can really help in this space of foster care and so we go to churches throughout Georgia and the United States we're in 17 different states and we help them develop a fam a family advocacy ministry and that fam says you don't have to be called to foster or adopt to work in this space there's volunteer opportunities for everyone and so we train a church and help a church uh, mobilize so that they can have opportunities for people who say I don't want to foster or adopt or I don't feel called to do that but I would love to mentor I would love to uh, be a, a, a sitter for some of these kids that are in, in our, our church or in our community that are being fostered or I would love to be a tutor or I just want to make meals for these foster or even biological families who are in crisis and so we train churches and help them find ways for the congregation to get involved even if they don't feel called to foster or adopt yeah, I think it, I think the 
family advocacy ministry that you all are creating has been really helpful to us because you know in, in child welfare we of course we we use our foster care system to keep children safe but as you know and you know in your work so many of the children and families we work with the family is intact or the child may be staying with a relative temporarily and uh and there are so many needs you don't have to to serve children who are vulnerable who have been through trauma you don't necessarily have to be a foster parent you just have to surround all of these families with love and care and service exactly and and we call that a care community what we would love for churches to do is those uh kinship placements those uh uh true foster placements even placements who have gone been reunified with their biological family uh, we want them to be surrounded by a small group of people, six to eight people from a congregation, and those people just stay with that family. They commit for a year. It's called a care community. We will bring meals. We will do babysitting. We will tutor. We will help transport. We just want to be with you while you're walking this journey because we're not fostering or adopting, but we want to help you while you are. And that small group, that care community will, will foster. And the cool thing is, you know, the, the statistics says that 50% of people who foster quit after the first placement because right. it's so hard. And we found, we've been doing this for about six years now with the strategy we have, and we found that 80% of those that we put a care community around will foster two years or longer because they feel the support. That really helps with our retention. Now, um, Promise 686, I know you have a website. What is that? Yep, promise686.org. Uh, and y'all are working currently, I know you're working to sort of be all across the state, but sort of what areas and what churches are you working with now? We, we're non-denominational, so any denomination, uh, we are happy to, to partner with you. We work, we actually have a church partnership in every region in Georgia now. So wow, we're in all 14 regions, deep back regions. So no matter if you're in the metro area, north metro area, south Georgia, Hayhira, Brunswick. Anywhere. Uh, I want to encourage folks to get in touch with you and your organization and see how they can help. Uh, you know, it's, it can be a small commitment. It should be a small act of service. Exactly. Um, but I think the key, as you said, is getting the church involved in, in understanding this work. Because I think the other thing we found, that you found, is that when people do sort of step into this arena, mm -hmm. they often become, they often end up becoming foster well, parents. Well, it's been really cool to watch. We call it our virtuous cycle. Uh, my wife and I are an example of that. We were on a care community before we became foster parents seven years ago. We were helping another foster family, and my wife came to me and said, hey, I want to foster. And I was thinking, hmm, I've never thought about that. And so little by little, we, be we decided we were going to um, take that leap of faith. We became foster parents, and just our journey, we've adopted three from foster care, a sibling set of three, but are still in touch with and love the biological mom. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, she's doing great now, and we continue to try to help her and, and be around her. So it's just been a cool thing called a virtuous cycle. When someone volunteers, sometimes they'll do that. And we found that of all the new foster families, our partner churches have recruited 239 new foster families over the last five years, and 33% of those were once on a care team. That is correct. That's correct. So. Well, Ty, thank you personally for what you and your family are doing. All right, guys, that's our show today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, hope you learned more about uh, both our work with youth, about Promise 686. We have other organizations that are supporting foster families. If you need anything, 
If you have any questions, please always email me for more information. Talk with Tom at dhs.ga.gov. See y'all.